Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you, and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions from the Voice America Kids Network. I am Morgan Brian Birch, age 12, currently in sunny L.A., and today we'll be talking about some fantastic things like the Smurfs, the Promise, Lugals, Power Rangers, Mac and Moxie, and the Atlanta Film Festival. But right now we are going to be talking about Smurfs, and I'm super excited. And right now we'll be talking to Benjamin, who is 11 years old in Washington, D.C., and Jolene, who is in California and is 12 years old, about the Smurfs. So how are you doing, Benjamin? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And how are you, Jolene? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So, what is the plot line of the Smurfs, Benjamin? Um, it follows Smurfette, and she's struggling to find out who she is in the Smurf village. And unlike all the other Smurfs, she wasn't. She was created by Gargamel as from a lump of clay by Gargamel, and she feels as if she's not really a real Smurf, and every time she tries to forget about it, something happens that just makes her remember it. So then one day she sees something that makes her feel like there might be another faction of Smurfs located um, in a lost village. And so then her and a group of three other Smurfs go to find this lost village with Gargamel on their heels. Ooh, that sounds interesting. And would you agree, Jolene? Yes, it was a very interesting plot. They made the Smurfs movie different from all the other ones, which is really good. Yeah, I heard that this one is all animation, and all the other ones have been half animation and half um, live action. So did you like that factor, Jolene? Yeah, it was it was really cool because the animations of the forest it was it seemed very magical and it was really pretty. And do you agree, Benjamin? Yep, hundred percent. And also, what did you think of the comedy of this in this film, Benjamin? I I thought some parts were funny, but other I one of the it's mainly towards like young kids. I thought. Mm, I have heard a lot about that from the Smurfs. And would you agree, Jolene? The humor, it's it's good because it's. It, I would think the Smurfs is for young kids. So I like how the jokes they put on there are jokes that young kids will understand as well as adults. So that's great. It's really age appropriate. That's nice to know because a lot of the Smurf um, movies are appealing to both generations, which is fun to hear and really smart as well. What was one of your favorite voiceovers? Because in this one, there is a collaboration with characters, and they do introduce some new characters. So what do you think of that, Jolene? I really like the voice of Clumsy, because the voice actor for Clumsy was really good with the screaming. I felt like the screaming was... It was like a funny type of screaming, but you could tell that he was really scared. And I also like the voiceover of Brainy because 
for some reason to me, his voice just sounds like he's a know-it-all and it perfectly fits the character. Yes, Jack McBaker, who plays Clumsy, did a fantastic job. And Danny Putty, um, I've heard, has also done a fantastic job playing Brainy. And they really have really portrayed the characters very well. And would you agree, Benjamin? Or do you have different favorite characters? I liked the voice acting, and I thought they were both really well cast for their roles. I didn't think any of the characters really, you got enough time to really like, I'd really in, find them likable and know a lot about them. Well, that's understandable. Thank you so much. You're listening to Kids First, Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about some fantastic subjects like the Smurfs, The Promise, Flugels, Atlanta Film Festival, Power Rangers, and also Mac and Moxie, The Great Healthy Heroes. And right now I'm talking to Benjamin and Jolene about the Smurfs. So let's continue on with our interview. So speaking about which... I know that we have a different collaboration of some of the new characters. Did you think that they introduced these new characters well, or did you um, think that they introduced them too quickly, or how did you think the aspect of that was, Benjamin? Um, There are certain characters that felt like they were more just there to crack a couple of jokes and make the audience laugh, and there are certain characters that actually felt like pivotal to the plot. So while I didn't like that we found out all a lot of all that much about these characters. I feel that some of the new characters were really just um, shrunken down to like minor, minor roles. That understand. I understand that. Uh, would you agree, Jolene? Um, I actually like how they introduced the characters as a new village. I feel like because usually you would think the introduction of multiple new characters would be overwhelming, and you get get a bit like crazy because you won't remember all of them but i think they introduced it well because each of their each of their personalities are really different so i remembered all of the characters um in detail and it wasn't overwhelming to like remember all of them and what did you think about the animation because is it like um hand-drawn or is it computer computer graphics and how was that jolene it was computer graphics, and it, it it's really it was really pretty. I liked. There's a scene where they like walk through the forest, and the animation on that is really beautiful. I feel like it really captures. If it was real, I feel like it would capture what it would look like. Very colorful animation and very realistic, and um, the the emotion on their face was also realistic as well. So it made the movie more realistic even though you know it's animated and do you agree benjamin yeah i agree i really liked the animation and i th- i think it's was refreshing not to see it in live action because it really pays homage to the cartoon and the original like comic strips and um i feel it's a better format if they were to make more smurfs movies in the future Oh, and also, what do you think the age range this film would be? I'd give it about, like, three to eight, maybe. There's nothing much. There's a couple that, there's a little bit of crude humor, but that's about it. And how about you, Jolene? Um, I would rate it from three to, I think, like, 15 in the teenager range, because it's, like, I feel like the comedy will still be relevant to teenagers, too, but not so much, like, adults' adults, but I feel like... Um, teenagers will still 
enjoy this movie too. And how many stars do you give this film? Um, I give this film five stars because I really like this Smurf movie. I feel like even though there have been multiple Smurf movies before, I feel like this one's really different and original. And how about you, Benjamin? Two. Two out of five. I think it was good for what it was, but I definitely had a couple of problems with it. Oh, so so you're not a Smurf fan or you didn't like the way that they portrayed it or what was the matter with it? It wasn't that I'm, I, I've seen the other Smurf movies and I like this one more than those, but I just there were certain problems I had with more of kind of the story and um, some of the characters. Yeah. Like what problems specific did you have with the story and the characters? I just I felt like other than the thing about the lost village, there wasn't a lot that was new about this movie from um, that made this film different than other movies featuring the Smurfs. It just felt a lot more like the hijinks between Gargamel and the Smurfs get kind of boring after a little while. So I was hoping that with this film they might go a different path, and they kind of did that. But if they focused just a little more on the Lost Village and introduced them a little more, it would have been a little better. Oh, well, that's understandable. Well, thank you so much for talking with us. It's a pleasure talking to you once again, and I will talk to you in the future. Thank you so much, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about some fantastic things, and let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And the sponsor for today is Miraculous Ladybug, Adventures of Cat Noir and Ladybug. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about the Smurfs, and we're going to continue the show talking about Mac and Moxie, and also 
Googles. Right now, I'm here with the wonderful Samantha talking about the new film, The Promise. This film is about the the ending years of the Ottoman Empire. Wow. AP world history all over again. That's exactly what I want to do when I go to the movies. But anyway, I'm here with Samantha talking about The Promise. So, Samantha, tell us a bit about what you thought of this film. I have to say that I really enjoyed this film. I think one of the reasons that I really enjoyed it was because I'm not particularly a history fan, but then when I watched the movie and learned more about the Ottoman Empire, I was really fascinated about it, and then I was able to go home and research more about it, and I think I really liked it because it sparked my interest for history. I love, movies went through a period of time where we just did nothing but history epics, you know, Ben-Hur, Lawrence of Arabia, all this type of stuff, and so films are still trying to capture that kind of grand, epic nature since we have the technology for it. So, was there anything, what made this film, if it was, epic to you? I think what made it so epic was that the scenes, you know, there were a lot of mortality scenes and there was a lot of action in the film. And I think a lot of history films, we don't really see the, we see the war side of it, but how many casualties there really were. I mean, there were some scenes in the movie where you would see people dying and you would see the effects of it. And I think a lot of movies hide that nowadays, but the fact that I, I kind of almost relived it, even though I was never a part of it. So I think that's what made it really epic. Well, certainly, and the Ottoman Empire was one of the main civilizations during the early modern and classical era. So, certainly. Uh, so, tell us about, because this, we have an amazing cast in this film. You got Christian Bale, you got Oscar Isaac. So, tell us a bit about the, the acting in this film. So, I think Oscar Isaac, he did a really good job in this film. He plays a young medical student who recently married and he receives an endowment to pay for his medical school. So that's where he goes to Istanbul, and that's where the war is taking place. So through that, he really makes it feel real, and he does a really good job with that. Now, the other person in the film, Charlotte Laban, who plays Anna, and they basically fall in love with each other, and she does a really good job as well, and she does her best to try and save the kids. And I think I really connected with her character the most because she's trying to do so much good for other people, and I really enjoyed that. It's always you always know you're doing something right. A film is doing something right when you you connect with the character in that sort of way. And it sounds like we have some very compelling performances in this film. So tell us a bit about since this is done in history uh, about the production and cinematography in this film and how it captures that um, life back then. So one of the things that I thought was really interesting what they did was. So during the war, there were they had items of some families, and they actually showed some of the items that had been lost when one of the people would pass away. And I thought they had like some pictures, and they had you know watches and different items that people had. And there was a lot of they showed pictures, and there was a lot of facts about the war, which I thought was really cool. Um, there were so many. I think what was also really cool was that they had a lot of horses, and that was one of the main transportations during. The war, so and the um, especially the ammo that they used, the kinds of guns and the weapons that they used. I thought that was really interesting to see too, because they try their best to replicate what they would actually use in the war. Fantastic! I, I'm a I'm a history buff. History is my favorite subject in school because we get to history is storytelling. History is uh, life before, and we create history right now. 
So it's just fascinating to see life back then and how these amazing stories that don't get a lot of attention, which I I don't know about you, but I've never seen a film about the the fall of the Ottoman Empire. So it's great that we see a film that's bobbed to the big screen about that. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're going to continue the show talking about Flugels, Mac and Moxie, Power Rangers, and the Atlanta Film Festival. This show was also sponsored by the, the Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. We're going to continue the show talking to Samantha about The Promise. So, Samantha, what would you say is your favorite part in the film? I would say my favorite part in the film was when um, Oscar Isaac... Mikhail Pogosian, he goes to Istanbul and he meets Anna and he actually stays with his cousin there and his cousin has kids so they were teaching him how to dance and it's kind of funny seeing you know a middle-aged man dance in a film because he was replicating all these moves and it was just really nice trying to see the two cultures mixed together and I thought it was really funny and then his cousin saw him dancing and he kind of I guess lost respect for him in a way because there was a man dancing, but I thought it was really entertaining. Sounds like an entertaining scene. So, what would you say in this film that, because usually when we do films about history, there's always the right line, it's just like, history repeats itself and we learn from our history. What is it something that you learned from this film? I would say something that I really learned was the... I wasn't really aware of how many casualties there were, but the fact that they included so many facts about that, I think that was something that I learned more about. I honestly didn't know that much about the Ottoman Empire. If you asked me what it was before the film, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you because I've never had an interest in history, like I said. But I think just knowing, just seeing how many people died and knowing how many people did, and I didn't even know that um, one of the facts that they said was that the Armenian genocide, Turkey still doesn't admit to doing it. So I think that that was something interesting that they're still not admitting to that today. Mm-hmm. Now, you said you're not the biggest history buff, and that's totally understandable. Uh, but what made this film, what what drew this film, uh, What what how did this film draw you into the story? Um, how, how was it compelling? I think one of the reasons it was compelling was also because there was a love story behind it, and there's kind of a triangle between Christian Bale, Charlotte Laban, and Oscar Isaac. Um, In the beginning of the film, since I'm not really that much into history, I was kind of not really sure about it. But then as soon as you you started, I think they just brought in some modern-day topics along with history, like love as an example. So I think that's what made it really interesting and then once I saw that then it just made the rest of the movie really fun to watch. It's kind of funny when you watch films about a past event and then you see how relevant it is to our time. It's kind of funny to draw the parallels to that. Yeah. Oh, wow, this film has love, war, romance, the fall of an empire. It sounds like an absolute epic. Was there anything in this film that that you felt was lacking? What do you mean? Did you feel like this film lacked anything? Oh, sorry about that. Um, I think, I think that this film, I think it did a really good job, like I said, with making it real. I think if it did lack anything, I think that's a really interesting question. I feel like it didn't lack much because I have nothing but good things to say about it. I mean, of course, there are 
there could have been, I guess there could have been a little less of um, casualties in the film. I know they're trying to depict a lot of them, but it's kind of, it's kind of hard to watch. So, you know, especially for me, I'm, I've never really seen that many movies where there were a lot of uh, gory scenes. So I think it lacked a little bit of, I guess, a little bit more family friendly kind of scenes. But I think that even though it didn't have much of those, I think it still made the message really powerful in the film. So what would you recommend? What would you recommend the audience for this film? We'll get to age range, but specifically the type of people who would go and see this film. I would say maybe 15 to 18 year olds. I think parents would really enjoy it. Um, I think it really depends on the kind of person you are. If you really like history, then you can look past that. I think you just kind of have to have a strong, I guess, mindset when watching the film because it might freak some kids out, you know, because they're they're not holding back when it comes to illustrating that. So I think Mm -hmm. if you're just really interested in history and you don't mind seeing um, some death scenes, I think it would really be good for you. I think, but strongly maybe like 15 to 18. 15 to 18. Sounds perfect. And uh, how many stars should you give this film? I would give it a five out of five stars. And I was honestly really surprised in the film because I read the reviews for it and I was not really sure about how I would like the film, especially because of the whole historical aspect on it. And certain people are not really into that, but I would recommend anybody seeing it, whether you like history or not, because somebody like me who didn't know much about it, now I love it. And now I want to just explore more about history. So the film's got everything. It's got history. It's got everything that you would see in a film. So it sounds like a fascinating movie, and I have to go check it out. Thank you so much, Samantha, for talking about it. Thank you for having me on the show. If you want to go check out this film, it's out in theaters April 21st. So please go check it out. With that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. 
Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I am Morgan Brian Birch, age 12, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking about some fantastic things like the Smurfs, the Promise, Flugels, and right now we are going to be talking about Flugels and the Power Rangers, and later we will be talking about Mac and Moxie and the Atlanta Film Festival, and our sponsor for today is Ladybug and Cat Noir, the adventures of Ladybug and Cat Noir, miraculous. So let's con- let's talk about Flugels with the fabulous Laura, who was 15 and in California. So how are you today? Good, how are you? I'm doing terrific. So, I know that you um, just got done seeing this DVD, and I know that it has quite a few episodes, eight to be exact. What did you think about this DVD and all the episodes that were on it? I thought it was great. I mean, for, like, a kid's show, it was very entertaining, and I felt myself just hanging on the edge of my seat after each episode. They each had um, different aspects of teaching um, different teaching different types of things like um the episode um about metamorphosis was project caterpillar and then they taught about the different taught about magnets and all those things and i think that was great for a kid show yeah you know that i noticed that they also watched um talked about bubbles and all kinds of garden hoses and babies and balloons and robots hamsters and it goes on and on with fun kind of activities and stuff and you're like oh my gosh and it really just seems adorable. And I know this this is also a half animation, half live action. So did you like that aspect? I mean, personally, I I would say it was okay. It's not one of my favorites, but I mean it was still great how they incorporated both medias and they switched off between it. And I think they did a good job of blending it together. Oh, well, that's really great that they're blending it together, that they have these really adorable little aliens that come to Earth, and the theme is really um, different and really new, because not a lot of people decide to do that. Most alien things are like, let's have them destroy them, you know, or communicate with them now. And this one is really, like, adorable and trying to help the aliens and having them, like, you know, um, help them and help kids as well understand these things, which is really cute. Mm -hmm. Did you like that? Yeah, I mean, the animation of each of the aliens was very unique. I think they played that into very well, like, how the aliens were very small compared to the humans. I thought that was a very interesting idea. Because normally we think of aliens as they're going to be bigger and better than us and they're a superior race. But I think in this specific series, they're basically just, they're smaller, they're better, they get along with us. And I thought that was very interesting. Now also, what was one of your favorite episodes that they had in this uh, DVD? Because there are eight. My favorite episode was uh, Project Hamster, where they incorporated the live hamster into the film, and they also had um, their captain get stuck in the cage with the hamster, and they went on this little rescue mission throughout the girl's bedroom, and they taught us that we need to be mindful of our pets, and we need to make sure to keep them correctly stored and um, take care of them. 
Well, that's really important because I know a lot of my friends and, uh, like, some people are just like, oh, my pet's there, you know, like, show pictures, and then they're like, okay, never mind, you know. We need to really take care of our pets and animals, which is really a great lesson for all children because sometimes we just are like, oh, they're there to entertain us, and then, you know, we kind of leave them off. So I understand that completely, and that's a really good lesson that they're teaching kids that at a young age. And speaking about ages, what age range would you give this DVD? Well, considering it's for um, toddlers and preschoolers, I would say age range two to six. I mean, I even enjoyed it, and I'm 15, so I um, I give it a pretty big age range since a lot of the kids' TV shows have a wider range for ages. Well, I definitely understand that because I am 12, and I love a lot of things that have to do with interacting and a lot of things that um, have to do with kids. And heck, I still watch uh, Super Readers and a bunch of the PBS TV shows and such. And I like I'm finding myself just singing and dancing, and I'm going to the songs and everything. I love those DVDs. I love them still. And I like brings us back to when we were five and six and we had no worries about boys or homework or schools or what our parents had to think about us. We're just like, you know, yeah, it just brings back the childhood joy. And also how many stars would you give this? Um, I'd give it five out of five stars. Um, considering a lot of the kids TV shows today don't really have substance in them. They don't have a backstory. They don't really explain everything. They're kind of just like, bam, colors and a new plot, which kids don't understand. But this had a plot. It had um, a lead into it. It had a background. And it was also very interesting to watch. It had everything that you needed for a kids TV show. And I think that was very glorious. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. It's fantastic to talk to you. And thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some fantastic topics like the Smurfs, the Promise, Flugels, and Power Rangers. And later we'll be talking about Mac and Moxie and also the Atlanta Film Festival. And right now we are going to be talking to Kiefer, who is fantastic. He's in California and about the Power Rangers. So how are you doing, Kiefer? I'm splendid to talk about this film, actually. I know that you are a really big fan of action films, and you really like documentaries, and you really like all kinds of different films and aspects of films. But what do you think about Power Rangers? Because this is a really old classic that they're bringing back with newer animation, but graphics, and newer moves and all kinds of different aspects and um, fun things. Well, we're very nostalgia hungry nowadays. I mean, as we see in the schedule, we're talking about Smurfs, Transformers is going to be coming out, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're nostalgia hungry. And for us to bring back the Power Rangers, I was a bit hesitant. Because I liked the Power Rangers growing up, one of my favorite shows. They were fun, they were quirky, they were campy. And to do a live-action remake was, I was hesitant. But, oddly enough, I really enjoyed this film. It pretty much, it never treated itself too seriously. And that's what made this film great. This film just had great action. The acting was pretty good. And... And it just brought back what people loved from the original, which was just just teenagers getting power suits and fighting monsters. And unlike some other films, (coughs) Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that didn't capture the original magic, it it did, which is very surprising. 
I know that I um I've heard a lot about it and I've heard a lot of good things and I've heard mixed reviews and stuff and I really want to I uh, really want to see it like this one I saw the trailer for and I'm like I want to see that so badly because I have heard a lot about the Power Rangers and I know that um, my parents were big fans of it and I've always been interested into it I'm always like oh my gosh that looks so much fun and I think I would really like to see the karate suits and then put to the Power Ranger suits and everything together so it looks awesome. It is. And it's really cool. And also, what do you think about the graphics? Because it is new and it is updated from the original. Well, new and updated doesn't always mean it's going to be better. Do I like the suits? I find the suits designs okay. I mean, they're exactly what I feel like nowadays we want. I, the, bit, the more detailed, they, they kind of had, when I first saw them, I was not happy because they looked so much like Iron Man. But they're not. And when you really, when you see the film, they look really cool. Sometimes you want to go see films to gain knowledge. Sometimes you want to see it for a cinematic experience. This is one of those films. It's a popcorn flick. You go in and you just have a good time for an hour and a half, and that's exactly what it gives you. And I love the monsters, the gigantic, uh, the gigantic Megazord, which is what everybody looks forward to. Even uh, even. Uh, even our villain is absolutely fantastic. She never takes herself too seriously. She's just can't be fun. And who would be your favorite character in this uh, fun, entertaining movie? Oh, hands down, it's gotta be Billy. Billy is my favorite out of the whole thing. He's uh, it's it's great because this film has a lot of diversity to it. We have many different people from different races, colors, and also he's uh, he's in, he's part of the spectrum. He doesn't think as uh, he thinks differently than other people. And coming from somebody, uh, I'm friends with a lot of people who are part of the spectrum, and it's just great to see some representation in this film. And he's just he's just a likable character, and that's what's great about these kids because they're, they're kids who just and it's it's just something to relate to. And I I would definitely give this five out of five stars, and I recommend it to I would say twelve to eighteen year olds because. It's got some great action, some language, but really any kids over, uh, over the age of 12 can really enjoy this. And especially people who grew up in the 90s. If you're a huge Power Rangers fan, you're going to love this film. I guarantee it. And also, what do you think of the stunts, really quickly? Stunts are fantastic. Just as they said before, as the uh, special effects. It's though just uh, the fun, the, simpli the simplistic, in my opinion. And... It's just great to see these these characters coming back to life, and even though I'm not really for the stuff um, for um, Hollywood bringing back all the the television shows of the '90s, like Gemini Holograms, I'm I have to say that this was actually a hit for them. Well, thank you so much for talking with me, Kiefer. It's nice to talk to you again, and right. I will hopefully talk to you soon in the future. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And our sponsor for today is Ladybug and Cat Noir, Miraculous, The Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. Make sure to check it out. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome back to the program kids first coming attractions i'm your host keeper blakesley and we just got done talking about the fugles and the power rangers and well right now we're going to talk to morgan about mac and moxie and also we're going to talk about the atlanta Festival. let's continue this, this segment with morgan about mac and moxie so Tell us about Morgan about this DVD collection you saw and uh, what you thought of it. Well, this DVD collection I thought was really bright and colorful, and it has really fun characters, and the animation is really fun, and it's really just, it keeps you entertained, and it keeps your interest, and it has uh, animation with real people, real kids, and they're all mixed up together in one great TV series, and you can get it on DVD as well, which I really love, and it's really interesting, because you get a little bit of everything, and it will keep the attention of younger kids, and it will have them wanting to go on adventures and find a little healthy happy healthy and like just um have really fun um times with their friends and you know next thing you'll know they'll be wanting to buckle up their seatbelts, want to be truthful and they're going to really just want to help um themselves and want to help other people by teaching others about these great lessons that max and moxie teach them in these fun dvds now do these dvds have any that my favorite part about collecting dvds which is my hobby, is the special features that come along with it because you get to see behind the scenes of how it's made or if you have some fun activities with it. So does this DVD come with any of that? Um, this DVD does actually um, come with some of the fun activities. It like has a couple of fun sing-alongs and such, and that I really do enjoy. Now what would you say is your favorite episode from the DVD collection? Ooh, that's a tough one. You know what? I would have to say one of my favorite episodes would have to be Either wearing seatbelts, um, buckle up is a really good one that I really like. But my absolute favorite would be the trustworthy one because that one it's really hard for kids to be trust um, for kids to trust each other, and also sometimes even adults have to lie, and you know everybody catches themselves sometimes, and we all find ourselves doing it. So this is a really great um, thing to teach kids, even at a young age, because it will like help them on their journey, and that can really enforce them and help them along their way. Now, Kids First stands for Quality Children's Media. We want to make sure that kids get the best film, and of course, as we were talking about now, television. 
entertainment because it's important. What we get, what we show children is important, and we must teach them good quality lessons and give them good quality entertainment. So, what makes Mac and Moxie unique in the children's media outlet? Um, I'd say that one of the best things is that, uh, like I said, um, it's so interactive. You get to really just watch cartoons, sing, dance, play games, and they have you get up, move, groove, and exercise and such, and that can really help kids as well. And also, what is also making it different is that it teaches kids many different lessons from other TV shows, because most um, TV shows are just like, oh, teach kids about science or um you know, they'll teach them about something that's in particular. But this one is like a big variety because they help um, many different places. Like they help uh, scouts and they also help people who are trying to learn and teach their kids how to buckle up for car safety. And they teach people who are having issues trying to find a healthy diet. And they really go out there and they help a bunch of charities as well. So they really help those charities by giving them money and profits at the same time of teaching kids about them. So that way they can even help them when they grow up. And how many stars would you give this DVD collection? I would have to give this four and a half out of five happy, healthy stars. And I would say that the age range for this would be two to seven would probably enjoy this DVD and they would learn a lot in the process. And it is very cute and full of cartoons, singing, dancing, and great conversations. And it will even maybe spark up something for you to talk to your children about, and that will really help them. And children will learn in a fun way, and things their parents have constantly to remind them about. And it will help them remember, because like their parents will be like, remember what Max and Moxie said? And this will like jog their memory, and they'll be like, oh yeah, car safety, buckle up. And you know, it will reinforce lessons learned in the Happy Healthy video series. Plus when they sing the songs, they'll have something fun to sing about, and they'll be like, oh, they'll sing the song, and the next thing you know, they'll be singing and having a good time. Well, it's a perp it seems like a perfect TV collection for the whole family to enjoy. Thank you so much, Morgan, for talking about this. You can check out the Mac and Moxie DVD on Amazon, Best Buy. Check it out on DVD. You listen to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by the Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. We're going to continue this show with Kamai talking about the Atlanta Film Festival. Thank you so much, Kamai, for coming back and talking about this. Uh, thank you, too. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, we talked about the Atlanta Film Festival before with you, and this is your first film festival, I believe, right? Correct. So, tell us a bit about your first experience in general. What do you feel about the atmosphere? How does it feel to be surrounded by so many different types of films? You know, it was really great because you got to see all the things that are coming out and new movies that you want to go see. And also, there's lots of friendly faces, there's some games, and I really enjoyed it. Now, um, what, now, see, what's great about the film festival is that there's just so many different types of films you can see from independent to even some special screenings. So, what was a film? I understand that you saw the documentary, Milwaukee 53, but uh, tell us me about the experience about picking your films. Like, what films do you gravitate towards at this film festival? Well, I actually gravitate toward the films that look kind of appealing to kids, that mm -hmm. look kind of thing and that might relate to real life. Such as the documentary Milwaukee 53 206. So, um, tell us a bit about 
that film because that's the documentary about the chronicles of lives who are affected by incarceration and what is America's most incarcerated zip code. So tell us a bit about what you enjoyed about that film. Well, I kind of enjoyed how it showed you how, like it didn't, like in some documentaries, it leaves out information. But this one, it told you like the whole truth, the whole story. And this why I think it's one of my favorite documentaries I'm actually seeing. Because um, it shows you what people are doing to help stop this problem. And it's motivating other people to help this problem. Definitely. Uh, documentaries are a call to action on subject matters that need to be shown. And film is a perfect medium to show that. So this is your, you've been there for one day. So um, so far, what do you get the, uh, what is your favorite part about the film festival? I love how it's kind of just, it's just open and it appeals to almost everybody. Like when I got, when I got there, there's like signs everywhere. Like Atlanta Film Festival, Atlanta Film Festival, 2016, 2017. I just love how it's like a kind of community thing. Like everybody wants to go. I mean, when me and my dad went there, there's photographers and people like, can I get a picture of this movie and stuff like that? And I just loved how everyone else likes this. Now it's good like, kind of good for everybody else. Well, that's what I love about the uh, film film festivals. It's just a great community of people who just adore films and just a great way for to meet different filmmakers. Now, uh, was there anything special? Because usually sometimes after a film is screened, there's sometimes maybe the filmmaker or director comes out for a Q&A. Did that happen with when you saw the documentary? Uh, yes, after a documentary... The people who have been to jail and the people who had started organizations and stuff to help solve this problem actually came to the front of the stage and talked about how you can stop this and how it affected their families and their lives. And there, at the end, there was lots of Q&A questions that lots of people were asking. What was something that you learned from that experience, being able to see the actual people in the film? Um, how was that for you? Well, I... It was, I really enjoyed it because you actually got to, uh, like, hear it from them. Like, first person, you could tell what, you could tell it was all real, basically. You could, got the right information, got the exact information. Um, you learned everything you needed to learn, and yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, Kamai, I wish you luck on your continuation at this film festival. I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Well, Thank you so much for listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Be sure to go check out our website, www.kidsfirst.org, to check out our latest reviews and DVD releases, and also our red carpet and press junket events. Also, be sure to check out our blogs and our YouTube channel. With that said, I'm signing off, Keeper Blakesley, and thank you so much for listening. This show is sponsored by Miraculous Ladybug and Cat Noir. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.